Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. One thing a lot of us are deciding right now is how in the world to book a hotel and not get ripped off and get a good deal. Well, there's a new site that I've been testing that promises to save you big bucks. I want to tell you how it works and how it can actually potentially save you money. And later, there's a new twist in retail to try to sell merchandise to you. It's live shopping. It's part entertainment, part almost like an auction. And I want to fill you in on the pluses and more important, in my mind, the minuses of this. So hotels, I get so many questions about because of the problems people have had with hotels over the last few years. Hotel industry was so battered by the drop in demand at the beginning of COVID. In fact, for the first year and a half of COVID. And hotels heavily laid off staff and have never been able to properly rebuild staff since. And so hotel experiences have deteriorated. I see that in hotel reviews. And I see where a hotel is charging more money than it ever has for its rooms. But people's experiences at these hotels have declined with uh, hotels being dirty and run down and all this. So it's a tough time to be a customer shopping for hotels. And with the big run-up in prices, people have really been working overtime to find deals. And as I've shared with you recently, people are getting ripped off at UFO hotel sites, taking advantage of them where you pay the money, you get to the hotel, they're like, we don't know who you are. So I want to tell you about a hotel shopping site that works differently than all the others. And it is a sibling of a car rental shopping site I've talked about for years called Auto Slash. This is Hotel Slash. And the way it works is very similar to how Auto Slash works. You put in a search for a hotel. You put in your dates, where you're going, all that stuff. And then they'll tell you, wait for an email. And you get an email from them with a list of hotels and prices they found. And the big emphasis is on booking refundable hotel rooms, which is the only kind I like to book. So you book the refundable hotel room through Hotel Slash. And then what they do with an automated system, they continually reshop that hotel, your hotel stay, because hotel rates go up and down all the time now, just like airline flights. So you book a hotel and you think you're done. And it turns out maybe you've paid more than twice what you needed to for your hotel stay. 
Now, I've done this manually for years and years and years. I've talked about how I reshop my car rental the week before I go on a trip, and 90% of the time, roughly, I end up with a lower price. Hotels, I do the same kind of thing. I'm staying in a hotel in just about 10 days' time. The hotel rate I had that I thought was good, well, then I just reshopped it, and guess what? I'm paying half of what I was paying before. I ended up changing to a better hotel, and I'm paying half the money. The idea of having it be automated, because most people aren't going to be as obsessed as I am and do these searches and have my system for reshopping and all that. So what Hotel Slash does is it gives you the ability to have them do it with automation, because with our busy lives, we just might not get around to it. And then the benefit is that if the rate you have is the best there's going to be, then you just stick with that and they've told you that. But if a better deal comes along, they're going to tell you. And and Krista, you have used the companion site AutoSlash for how many years now? I mean, since you started talking about it. So it's been many years. And how often, what percent of the time do you find that it finds you a cheaper car rental than you originally booked? Well... With Auto Slash, the way it works is you get a list of the cheapest rentals, but it doesn't automatically send. Oh, it doesn't me automatically shop deals. anymore. No, like it doesn't automatically send that to me. At least that hasn't been my experience. But I've saved a lot of money using Auto Slash for simply sure. by seeing all the rates. So uh, I want to say this on car rentals. I shop many different car rental sites, and for those of you that are Costco members, I'm getting the best deals I'm seeing on car rentals consistently at Costco Travel. You have to set up, with your Costco membership, you have to set up a separate account than your regular Costco account. Uh, It's your membership number, but it's a separate sign-in and all that. But uh, the car rental rates have been significantly cheaper over time than I've seen with other shopping sites, other comparison sites. And you get a second driver free which a lot of times if a couple's going on a trip and both of you want to drive, car rental companies have a junk fee of typically $10, $15 a day for that second driver. You don't pay it with Costco. I should say with auto slash and hotel slash, you have a, like a membership sign in username and password to use them. The point is there are many, many tools for doing these facets of travel to save money, being versatile in what you use and shopping around. Like even though I book so often at Costco travel for car rentals, I still check other car rental shopping sites every single time with hotels. I've tended to use Priceline more than anything else, but I shop multiple sites and book at different places. This trip we're taking, we're staying at four different hotels over uh, an 11-day period, and I booked all four hotels at different booking sites because of where I got the cheapest deal, and so that's how obsessive I am about saving money. But in that saving money, I want you to be really cautious with websites you use, and I've talked about this repeatedly over 
the last few years with air flights, with hotels. There are a lot of really scammy, questionable sites out there. You got to know the site before you use it to shop for something. And you know what? I don't log into Autoslash. Maybe that's why it doesn't reshop for me. Oh. I just every time put my name and email address okay, in yeah. and so get you the should, quotes. Yeah, you should let it do the automated shopping. Okay. And that's the whole deal right. with. I'm this. terrible about reshopping. I really need to do that. All right. Well, we do. Some, you're just a little busy. We do some. So like you're not. We do have some travel questions. Charlie in New York says regarding your May 16th podcast, I've twice rented a room in someone's home when traveling alone. Both times were excellent and saved huge money over any other choice. The host wants a great experience for both parties. So, Charlie, what's really interesting about this is, do you know that's how Airbnb started? Mm -hmm. It was renting a room in someone's home that it was the idea that you had a host. They were, you were in their dwelling. You had the experience with a local. And now Airbnb really is much more institutional with a lot of professional property owners, and it's because you are the exception. A lot of people don't want to be in somebody's home with them, staying in a room in their home, but they, there's so much joy in that if that is the kind of experience that you do like. Stephen in Colorado says, Clark suggests waiting to arrive at your destination to exchange money. With this in mind, which exchange agency is best to deal with? Banks, money exchanges, the black market, etc. And can one get, for example, Australian dollars prior to departure at, say, a U.S. bank? Or should you always wait until you get to your destination to do an exchange? And we have had several of these questions recently with the travel season. Charlene had one as well. All right. Everything you name, banks, money exchanges, the black market, stay away from all of that. Exchanging uh, money for Australian dollars before you go to Australia terrible idea in the United States. The reason is we have perhaps the worst exchange rates in the world in the United States exchanging money here for a foreign currency. There are weird particular reasons why money exchange in the United States is hideously awful with massive fees in the system. I'm not going to go on to a rage about the big banks, but it's only partly their problem and fault on this. So getting money when you get overseas is the way to go. And there are three different ways you can do this now. One, most places you go in the world, and you mentioned Australia, you're going to find in Australia, people overwhelmingly pay with their phone, with Apple Pay or GPay, or they use a credit card. And when you do that, you want to make sure with your Apple Pay, your GPay, uh, whatever credit card you tie into or whatever credit card you use has no foreign currency transaction fees. As for cash, in most of urban Australia, most places, it's like cash. What's that? But if you do want to have some cash, and particularly if you're going to the outback, you're going to more rural areas, or you're going to Western Australia, you want to have an ATM card that charges no foreign currency transaction fees and no ATM fees. Um, more and more financial institutions stand apart with this. It was something that was popularized by Charles Schwab years ago and now has imitators where if you have a Schwab account, you can have an ATM card with them that will have no junk fees at all and any ATM charges 
that ATM might charge you wherever you are in the U.S. or anywhere else, Schwab then reimburses you for them. If you're USAA, they have a program where you can use an ATM card so many times a month, and they take care of all the ATM charges for you up to a ceiling. And this is something that's more and more common. The third way, getting a card from Revolut or Wise. These are companies that specialize in foreign currency exchange. Their principal market is sending money to friends or relatives overseas at much lower prices than traditional sending money services. But they also have a Visa or MasterCard stored value cards that work in whatever currency of the country you're going to at much lower or no fees depending on the currency. Any of these methods will work and be vastly superior to using a money exchange, using a bank, anything like that here or overseas. And still, even if you did default to going to a bank or money exchange overseas, almost always their ripoff fees will be much lower than the ripoff fees exchanging money here in the United States before you go. And I can confirm my daughter's been taking a class in Europe for almost a month and I had euros that I had left over from prior trips to Europe that I gave her. I think I gave her 120 euros and she still has most of it. She uses Apple Pay and I loaded my one of my credit cards that has zero transact foreign transaction fees and everything onto her Apple Pay. So she's using that most of the time. So it's not costing us. It's good you can trust your daughter oh, with yes. your credit card. She's very trustworthy. Okay. And Lance in Washington has a unique one. My 20-year-old son is a full-time power wheelchair user. Airline travel is never simple for us, but we do take to the skies two to three times a year. The toughest travel arrangement is automobile rentals. The ADA does not require traditional car rental companies to have wheelchair-friendly vehicles. The alternative companies seem to be well aware and charge outrageous rates as well as fees for airport pickup. I utilized Turo the last time we traveled to Hawaii, but that saved us only a nominal amount over the vendor we normally use, a small business affiliated with the wheelchair wheelers network of vehicles. What am I overlooking? Are you able to help me save more, spend less, and avoid getting ripped off when I'm attempting to help enrich my son's life with travel experiences? Gosh, Lance, this is one I've been asked before and I'm completely puzzled about. And I'm going to call on our members of Team Clark, our fellow listeners who have knowledge in this area to see if somebody has a good answer. Because when I looked around last time, I couldn't find a good answer. And this is so frustrating for people who want to travel, who have any form of situation where you need a wheelchair, uh, you have mobility issues. And that's why so often people in this situation end up only being able to take road trips with an already properly equipped vehicle. And so I hope, Lance, you'll hear from somebody that will hear from somebody, be able to share with our audience and share specifically with you if there is a great source or great way for you to be able to know you can get on an airplane, fly somewhere, and be able to have an appropriate vehicle. So we're counting on you, our members of Team Clark, the Clark Brain Trust. The Clark Brain Trust to come up with an answer. 
Coming up ahead, I want to talk about the hottest thing in shopping and why entertaining shopping may actually be terrible for your wallet. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. There's a method of selling merchandise that popularized during 2020, during the height of COVID, when people were uh, reluctant, afraid, whatever, to go into retail stores. It changed outlets for retail shopping. You think about all the things we were able to do with what's known as click and collect, where we could order things online and we could go do parking lot pickup and all that that has faded, by the way, post-COVID. But there was something else that started during COVID that has actually continued to become steadily more popular. Here we are three years out from when COVID started. And it's, there's got to, somebody's got to come up with a word for it. So I'm going to call it shopping-tainment that it's shopping and entertainment at the same time. And so both retailers and independent individuals who have a lot of personality, a gift of gab, they're really good on camera and engaging with people, they now produce video content by uh, appointment schedule, almost like the way TV used to, video content used to be available to us. So someone may have a show that airs every night at 9 o'clock Eastern time or 5 o'clock Eastern time or whatever, and they're trying to pick up people across time zones. So someone will be really engaging. This will usually be fashion clothing. They'll be entertaining you, talking about fashion telling jokes, and they are knowledgeable people and engaging people, the ones that are really succeeding. And then they'll show you a clothing item, or they'll show you a purse, or an accessory, or a piece of jewelry, or you name it in almost always women's fashion. And they will say, and we're selling eight of these for blah, blah, blah dollars. If you think of um, what was so popular 20, 25 years ago, there were those shopping channels on cable TV. Were they like Home Shopping Network and things like that? And they were selling a variety of items and they'd have these hosts who they really enjoyed and people would get hooked into buying stuff. Well, this is much more narrow-casted. 
where it's about typically a specific area of fashion. And what's happening is people really look forward to these broadcasts, or this just stream video. They look forward to the host. They really enjoy the host. Then they start buying, and they buy, and they buy. And so the problem is you may spend money you really can't afford to spend. You may spend money impulsively that you really need in your lives. And think about it. You get this connection. You really learn to trust and enjoy this individual. You'll learn things about fashion you didn't know. But the result before you're done is it could cost you a lot of money that really is needed for other things in your life, whether saving or paying expenses you got to pay each month. Do you watch any of these, Krista? I don't, but it's like the young person's home shopping network. I mean, that's, it's the same thing. Like you enjoy the host, people watch it all day long. And then, you know, you see someone showing their Poshmark closet, you know, online in their live stream and you buy. Well, what's interesting about this, what's very democratic with a small D on this is that the ages of the intended targets for each of these streams is very different. And there are those that specialize generally with an older target clientele that are all ultra-high brands, ultra-high-end brands. And then there are more popular brands, and there are people that you mentioned. Poshmark, there's a variety of price entry points, but the whole idea is it's something you're probably too young to know about. When department stores were really, really a thing, department stores would have regulars who would have what were known as personal shoppers. Do you know about this? Oh, yeah. And you'd go in and they'd have like a unmarked area you'd go. There would be a back room and your personal shopper would have an array of items on a rack and you'd look at them and they get to know what you enjoy, what you like, and they'd match you. Well, that era is over. Well, now there's Stitch Fix and things like that where you have somebody who's assigned to you that sends you boxes of things. Really? And you can return the things that you don't like. You try them on. They get to know you as you return things that you don't want. And And do things show up without you asking for them? No, I think you get, I I haven't done it. I have friends that have done it. Um, But you, you choose your price point too, that you're willing to pay. And then you put in your size and you choose from different types of outfits that you like to give them an idea And then they'll send you, I think it might be a monthly box. I'm not sure. And then you can return them all or you can keep some. Mm. So anyway, why is everybody going to this? Particularly women's fashion is in a survival mode, in a crisis. So they're all looking for new ways of reaching customers. My thing with this is the risk that you end up getting so caught up with one of these folks that you really enjoy watching and following that you really hurt your personal finances. And that's the caution I have for you. All right. Stephen Wisconsin says, my 92-year-old father-in-law has decided it is time to surrender the car keys. We are grateful that he came to this decision on his own. As the only family members that live close by, we are now his chauffeur. 
Fortunately, we're able to help. He still lives in his home and is otherwise quite independent. He does not want to sell his car, but has asked us to keep it at our residence and use it to take him where he wants to go and even drive it for our personal leisure as it's best for a car to be driven on a fairly regular basis. We have the space and have accepted his offer. Is there any reason he should contact his auto insurance agents to inform him that he's no longer the primary driver for this car and it's no longer located at his address. I thought it might lower his premium since my wife and I might be considered lower risk drivers. Even though the car is 13 years old, it has only 25,000 miles on it and is worth between 10 and $15,000. First of all, I think it's wonderful your father-in-law was willing to give up the keys. That's something that is a difficult conversation and just about every family, and if you've never heard the story, I actually had to go steal my mom's car because she had reached a point she shouldn't be driving. And I actually took her car away with the agreement of my siblings. It was a rough passage. Uh, so it's great when somebody recognizes for themselves that they shouldn't be driving anymore. So absolutely, he needs to call his insurer. Second, because of the age of the vehicle, I'd be surprised if it's still worth ten to 15000 The vehicle may be at a point because of its age, even with the low mileage, that it may make sense to only have liability coverage on that vehicle instead of having full coverage. The insurer may say, hey, it'd be a lot cheaper since it's at your kid's house that you sign the vehicle over to them and have them insure it. It's just that's why you want to talk to an agent about something like this. I don't know where in Wisconsin you live if when it's not convenient in a pinch, if he could get around with Uber or Lyft. I know family companionship is part of this, but I don't want him to feel stranded if he wants to get somewhere and you're not available at that time to help. But that's fantastic that the car has only been driven an average of 2,000 miles a year. <laughs> that car's got a lot of life left in it. Christina in Iowa wrote in saying, last year my son and his wonderful fiance put a large deposit down for a wedding venue that would occur this year in October, several thousand dollars. Unfortunately. I, you know, when have you ever started yeah. one of these wedding preambles and it hasn't been some disaster about the money. I don't even know where you're going with this, and I know it's going to be rough. I'm going in that direction for sure. Unfortunately, a tornado came through in January and made the site unusable. Okay, that one we haven't had before. I know. They've been promised a refund of their deposit, but it still has not come. Only emails stating that it will be refunded in batches from the insurance company, depending on when the wedding date was supposed to have occurred. Unfortunately, my kids were not able to get the same date elsewhere for their wedding, but instead for a date next April. They had to come up with a new deposit for that location since they haven't been given their money back yet on the old one. What are their options? I don't think they used a credit card to reserve the deposit. Well, Christina, um, I don't believe the story the venue's telling. I mean, that sounds bogus. Insurance companies just don't decide to phase in paying on claims when they feel like getting around to it. What I'd like your son and or his fiance to do is to find out the name of the insurer, supposedly, 
that has ensured the facility that is not paying out on a timely basis. And then what they should do is call the Department of Insurance in the state of Iowa, Mm -hmm. call the Department of Insurance and file a complaint against the insurer for failure to pay claims on a timely basis. I just find what the venue has said to be very weird that an insurer is getting around to paying people in phases based on when they had the facility reserved. That is just odd, odd, odd. Let's say it is true. The facility had proper insurance and all that. Then this is definitely a case for the insurance department to light a fire under that insurer to get people back their money in a timely basis. Because look at the harm that's happening with them now having to scrounge up additional money to pay for a new place. The whole idea of insurance is to make you whole. They obviously aren't close to being made whole. She did mention her son lived in a different state, so I'm not sure which state it is, but I'll follow up. So whatever state the venue is, it's that State Department of Insurance. But first, you need to know who the insurer is from the venue. And they've suffered an enormous loss, too. So you don't want to be hostile with them. You just want to be inquisitive, politely persistent to find out who this supposed insurer is. And uh, you need your money. Stephen in Texas says, I'm a very recent fan of yours, but I haven't missed a single podcast in the last six months. Wow. I want to start teaching my seven-year-old daughter about spending and saving money and pay for her chores that she does. I've seen the green light card advertised on my Instagram. What's your opinion on this card? Or is there a better card system to use for teaching and paying young kids in your opinion? So the green light card's okay. My preference is the credit union programs. Many, many credit unions have uh, youth accounts. They don't involve a checking account, depending on the credit union, till 14 or 16, but they'll be with is often referred to at a credit union as a youth spending account, a youth whatever account. And I would uh, contact credit unions near you because those accounts almost always are free. Why are they free? What's in this for the credit union? Besides credit unions being a co-op, they're to serve their members. I mean, think about how great it is to have someone as a customer for life from a young age. I think about my wife uh, joined a credit union when she was a teenager and got her first credit card from that credit union, still has that same credit card all these decades later. And I've said, well, you know, it's not a very good card. They don't give you anything special with it. But they're the ones who who were there for me when I was starting out. And so... (laughs) Out of loyalty and sentimental sentimentality, mm-hmm. is that how you say that? Uh, she's had that same card all along. So it's a common thing that credit unions offer some form of youth account. And I did use Greenlight with my kids. It was like five dollars a month back when I used it with them, and I found yeah. it. I, I, I remember. I remember you and me arguing yeah. about this because I, mean, I didn't me, want you to spend that money. Well, to me, it was worth it because it does a lot of extra things. You can pay them for chores in there. You can set certain stores. They can sp- they can set spending limits. It's it's software that people are creating and maintaining, and they're not like 
you know, pushing stuff on my kids either. And so for that much a month, I think they should be paid for creating that software. And it, it did teach my kids a lot about, you know, splitting up the money and how it works. So. Okay. You know. So you and I continue. I mean, something shouldn't be free. You know, if somebody creates a good product that's worth it, I think, you know, just like I'd pay for a class for them. I think it's okay. Yeah. I want to make it clear. It's not green. It's not a ripoff. Yeah. They're not, they're not taking advantage of people. You're getting a suite of services and paying 60 bucks a year for it under the plan. I don't know how much it is now. You were under. I, I just think if there's a way to establish like a full-on account and relationship like at a right. credit union, that's my thing and that's what I love. The other possibility is if you have, Stephen, any brokerage accounts yourself with one of the discount brokers, Fidelity in particular is very welcoming to minor children and having accounts. And the kids are given a certain amount of control directly of the account, which is a unique thing in the stock brokerage investment business. And with the big complexes, Fidelity and Schwab, you're able to have uh, all the different kinds of things you're talking about at no cost, which I like which I've obviously made clear, I like no cost. So remember what we're about. And you think about what I talked about with the whole shopping thing. It's the core of what we're about. You learning ways to save more, to spend less, and avoid getting ripped off. And that's so our mantra, our mission, if you will, because... What I've heard through the years repeatedly from financial advisors is they'll say, you know, somebody comes to me and they want to build some kind of financial plan and they've got six credit cards that they're all paying high interest on. You know, this frustration because it all starts with living on less than what you make. That's where it all starts because... It creates all the positive possibilities, all the positive habits going forward, all start with living on less than what you make. Have an absolutely great day, and I hope that every day you do listen, you get information that is helpful to you in your life.